Welcome to the Monday Nooner Senior Hockey Top 10 Show, our first one of 2023, brought to you by the King of Trucks in Rosetown, Mainline GM, Mainline Chrysler, worth the drive every time, guaranteed. It's a new year. Guys, is it too late? It's now January 10th when the show comes out. Is it too late to say Happy New Year to somebody when you see them or message them for the first time in 2023? Like, what's the cutoff of when you stop saying Happy New Year? No. Like the Yeah, like the 4th. That's it. You're past no. that. It's like, nah. I go, I, I ride it. I ride it to February. <laughs> All the way? All the way. You probably, don't even take your, you probably don't even take your tree down. It just stays up all year I, and then well, next Ukrainian, Christmas it's already done. Ukrainian Christmas and then True. Ukrainian New Year's. Yeah. Celebrating Daiboja. And then uh, I just said it literally 40 seconds ago to a guy. Happy New Year. Is your, he asked me if I was coaching flight football. It's like, Happy New Year to you. Got you it. know what? I, yeah, I do There's it too. wrong with it. What's your cutoff, Buzz? Like, Probably mid January, but it's it depends. If it's the first time I've talked to somebody in the new year, it's yeah. a go. If I've if I've talked to them a week ago, I'm not going to say Happy New Year. It's yeah. the people you haven't spoken to in this calendar year. So Fresh Happy ones. New Year to all of our uh, senior hockey top ten show listeners. We got a big show today. Like we mentioned, senior hockey back after a little holiday break, not only for us but for the twelve leagues and 105 teams. Kind of resumed this past weekend, so. A lot to get to here today, and we want to kick it off by telling everybody about a pretty big uh, hashtag live show that's going to be happening tomorrow. Can't wait. Oh, absolutely. Teaming up with our friends and acquaintances at Hockey Saskatchewan. And again, we are going to release the Senior Hockey Provincial Draws right here on the Monday Nooner, Kelly McClintock from Hockey Saskatchewan is going to be joining us. We're going to chat about each matchup a bit. What we know, people still have time to DM us, right? If they know something that we don't. Uh, yeah, we. it'll be interesting to see because we've talked about it before. Uh, teams don't like to don't like to talk about provincials. Like they don't like to, even after the deadline of the 31st, they don't like to talk about rosters or what division they're going. It's like the biggest secret for some reason. I don't really know why, but I feel that it's changed. Cause I remember when I played, it was loose lips and gums and this and that. And guys are fly. You know what? It, why is it so secretive now? That's Just why though. Region. Loose lips sink ships. Or yeah, really? their cards playing close a game. to their vest. Especially close to their but vest. after the deadline, I know I reached out to a few guys, even after the deadline of mind games. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll be interested to see, though, tomorrow. We'll break it all down, like Barry said, with Kelly McClintock. We're really excited about that. Now, if you don't follow us on social media, I know there are people that listen to the show that aren't on social media. This is for you. Make sure you uh, you don't need social media, but you need to have potentially access to it to uh, tune into the live show. So we're planning to unveil the premiere on YouTube. So you can go online to YouTube, type in Monday Nooner, youtube.com slash Monday Nooner. If you don't have social media, if you do have social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, will have links posted when that premieres Wednesday, tomorrow, January 11th at 6 p.m. Some people are probably thinking that Scott Moe is going to be joining us yeah. here now. They're like, oh, the premiere is going to be with them for the, <laughs> for the unveil. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be pretty self-explanatory for people to follow follow along um get your strong internet out there in the uh in the rural communities give me a lot of fun 
really excited to see uh, how how this all breaks down this year. And and for those wondering, we don't know anything, right? We're not going to know anything right up until the uh, release. So we're just as excited as everybody else to find out who's playing in what division, how many teams, some of the guys on the roster. So tomorrow, 6 p.m., YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have any questions, message us, and we'll get back to you. I actually got hit up today, Boz, a couple guys. Wondering if we had the inside scoop. They wanted a they wanted an early grasp. I said, don't got it. I hey, said, loose lips, buddy. Loose right. lips. And I just said we don't got it. If anybody would have it, it'd be the boss man, and he's not showed us uh, it yet. So you have to wait till tomorrow and tune in. That's right. Live did show. We give, did we give enough love uh, to our friends from Rose Town? Uh, Rose Town, mainline G. Like, what have we got anything going on there? I know like the trucks. Trucks are on the lot. Any any cool deals that we're aware of from uh, Scotty and the did fellas? Get, did girls? Scotty get a new Polaroid for Christmas? New Polaroid camera, down low picks. He got uh, he got classes. He was in he was in classes for the two weeks. Photog classes. Maybe he got online. He said he was. It would have been good for Boz when he couldn't get down low, like one of those GoPro camera things, like the sticks. Yeah, right down really low. I I got a little bit of info from the GM side over at Mainline Rose Town GM. Worth a drive every time, guaranteed. Unbe- unbeatable deals from the original king of trucks. Finance a new Chevrolet or GMC fifteen hundred for as low as one point four nine OAC right now. They've got a bunch on the lot. They're getting restocked. So if you're looking for a new GMC. Or Chevy Silverado Custom Crew. Head on over to the King of Trucks. 1.49%. You don't see interest rates that start with a 1 very often in 2023. Oh, there's a lot of people shitting their pants about interest rates. A guy that, you know, had bought the big house. They maybe possibly bought a cabin and some other stuff. And now now as things climb to somewhat normality, maybe, it's like, whoo! Yee! Not anyway, fun. where are we going to start? Let's start with last week's top 10 last for General Wells Servicing. Last month's December 22nd's top 10 brought to you by General Wells Servicing. Busy, busy out in southeast Saskatchewan, southwest Manitoba, oil field work. If you're looking for work with a good local company, check out General Wells Servicing. DM us for info. Tell them the Monday Nooner sent you. Belts, you got it. If you don't, I did find the top 10. I got her here ready to buzz. <clears throat> Old school 2022 style. Willow you, Cree, number 10, number nine. Oh. Honorable mentions. Do you have those? Probably oh, HMs. Okay. I got, well, ba- Barney always chucks a few in that I don't have written down. Edam, uh, three stars. Yes. Couple, couple losses since then. And Kyle, the old Elks from Kyle up just Elks. north of the river. And the OV Bruins, man. Oh, they're yeah, humming the Bruins. right now. So that's the honorable mentions. So, Go ahead. That will buzz. Uh, yeah, number 10, Willow Creek. Number nine was Langenberg. Number eight, Grenfell. Number seven, the Leafs from Belcaris. Number nine was Redverse. Five was Wainwright. Four, Davidson. Three was DeBliz out in Keniston. Number two was Winyard. And number one was Kindersley. Don't know if anyone's going to take the fellas down this season, but mm. we'll have to wait and see. You never know. You never know. I might have some insight on that. And by insight, I mean a uh, prediction that doesn't support a lot of logic, just a prediction coming up when we talk Sask West here on the senior show should mention also on this show coming up after our top 10, we've got a special guest friend of ours, friend of the Monday Nooner, former Monday Nooner player, 
equipment manager for the Regina Pats, equipment manager for Canada at the World Juniors, Gord Cochran, freshly home from Halifax. He joined us for a little jap. We're going to play that at the end of this show. So thanks to Hooner for stopping by. Yeah, Hooner, a couple of good stories there, right? We kind of, we asked him about a little bit about Connor Bedard. We asked him about the ice in Halifax. What was that like? And I asked him, I, I really have always wanted to know what happens to all the equipment? That yeah. the guy did like, is it just a land rush after guys are just rifling gloves in their bag, like the end of a junior season or it's like the NBA or the like Super Bowl when they got the t-shirts made already, but that team doesn't win. So they just ship them overseas somewhere. Hooner, maybe they were gone. Hooner's just a great guy for people who know him. I know he mentioned it in the interview. He's like very good friends with Carrie Price. And I remember one of the first times I talked to Hooner, I was like, so thought it was so cool that he was buddies with Carrie Price or in each other's wedding parties. And I'm like, oh, like he must have some good stories and whatever, looking for stories. He's like, honestly, we never talk about hockey ever. Like whenever we talk, it's we've been buddies since we were five. So we just talk about everything but work. And I thought that was kind of kind of cool. So, yeah. Yeah. No, great. Uh, great great guy. Good interview coming up as a little uh, little added value for the listeners on this senior hockey top 10. What league are we going with first? Let's go to the working man's league, the OG working man's league, the big sexy down in Southeast Saskatchewan. It was a huge weekend out there. We got a message from the president of the league. Ryan Toms said there was two big matchups that included all four of the top teams and the second place Oxbow Huskies. Apparently they didn't lose any games that they should have lost. Never really did get the full scoop on that. They're second in the league. They played the defending champion, Cardiff Red Devils, who are third in the league, took care of them 6-3 to three on uh, Friday. So big win for Oxbow. And then in the other top four matchup, the number one first place Redvers Rockets just hounded the Mooseman Rangers 8-1. to one. So Mooseman's in the top four, and, and Redvers certainly made minced meat out of them on uh, Saturday night. So Redvers looking real good in the big sexy. Full slate this weekend there, Friday, uh, Moosem in Carlisle. Carnduff travels to the Harry O in Mydale, best barn name in the province. And then uh, Sunday, Oxbows travels to the Carlisle Sports Arena, not to be confused with the Carlisle Sports Plex. That's a 7 p.m. game. Love the big sexy. Looks like four teams kind of separating there. Maybe two teams with Oxbow and Redvers, so... Love, Love covering those guys league this year, eh? Deep league. Yeah. Lots of teams, lots of Nooner fans. So let's move over to the Sask East. Saskatchewan East Hockey League, the only hockey league in Saskatchewan that has its own league dedicated Twitter account. There's a fun fact. They had a live stream in Theodore on Friday night. I think it was Friday or Saturday. Adam Stewart, weapon out there, runs the Theodore Buffs. He had a live stream cooking. And I talked about Wainwright's stream a few weeks ago. Actually, Adams was quite a bit better. Had graphics with scores. They updated the out-of-town scoreboard with other games in the league and SJHL games. They had an intermission interview with Barry and I. Live live show on the Theodore stream. So I want to thank him for having us on. Barry, do you remember anything from that interview or no? Uh, yes, I remember there was three of us on the call. <laughs> I, You know what? Like you said, very professionally done. And then part of me thought we should actually get this Adam guy on the Monday Nooner payroll. And by payroll, we mean pay you in booze. But yeah, yeah very well done out there. Adam and, and whoever else is is involved. Fantastic. So stuff. him and I were live on the intermission show. 
And I had sent you guys the link and he's like, Oh, someone else from your guys's group is, is popping in here. I'm like, ah, bring him in. So he was asking me questions about the provincial show and stuff. And then Barry gets on <laughs> and like, instead of like answering questions, Barry just turned the tables and started asking him questions. <laughs> like that's smart. I wish I would have thought of that. Cause he was asking me about games going on that night. And I kind of was like caught off guard, but yeah, you turn the tables on him, which I thought was a clever move. It's uh, it's a, it's an old trick I learned. I don't even know when I learned it, but when you're when you're kind of a little bit fish out of water, yeah. just ask questions. Turn the tables. <laughs> that was good. So, Rock City won that game seven three. I tuned in for a good chunk of it. So uh, yeah, two of the top teams there. Theodore bounced back Saturday against Wapellas. So, a couple other games on the weekend. Langenberg. 6-4 winners over Rapella on Friday, Saturday, Grandview beat Kenora 5-3. Saturday, the Ukes of Ituna, the Brogy belt there, they beat the Bart Cote Selects 13-4 in what was described as a spirited affair in Callaher, which is the home rink of Ituna this year. As we've talked about on the show, they are in the process of building a new barn. And there was one guy, Lane Knapp. He had two goals, six assists, eight points for Ituna. Player of the Week nominee for... Uh, Last Mountain Distillery, is that right? Absolutely. Last Mountain well, Player Player of the Week Tarp, Last Mountain Distillery, always sponsoring those. That, that is a good one. Eight wow. point night. Um and then uh leading scorer there. You got some news on that? Yeah, Bruce's boy, Carter Cockburn, who we've neglected to mention a few. Well, we have definitely mentioned him, but was told we weren't giving him enough love. So he's leading the league in scoring, guys. He's on a tear, 27 points in his last four games including a nine-point game right before Christmas. I will preface by saying none of these games were against any of the other top three teams in the league. They were, for the most part, against some of the bottom feeders, but pretty impressive nonetheless out in Swan Valley. So, Hey, it doesn't matter, right? They're not going to, when they go to Connor Bedard's stats down the road and how he set the record and all that, they're not going to say, well, he played against Germany and Switzerland and (laughs) Tel Aviv, whoever else they were against. That that league seems to have two good team, two like teams that could win in each division. That'd be Swan Valley and Theodore in the north, Rock City and Langenberg. That's going to be a great playoff series, the South Final. Rock City and Langenberg might have to get BOG for uh, that one in right the on. in the spring. Let's go to the Super League, the Long Lake. Uh, confirmed Foam Lake weapons are playing with Drake in Provincial A. I'm just reading this for the first time. That's confirmed. It's confirmed. But, but I heard the goalie from Foam Lake is going to Belcaris. I heard they didn't get him. I heard Drake's, uh, the rumor is Drake is struggling for attendee for provincials. That's what I heard. Well, if they're struggling, the struggle would be uh, over because it's like if they, whoever they have right now is their guy, right? Well, that's what I mean. They're not bringing in Frenchie from, uh, Frontier. Uh, did anybody but, sign him? That's what we want to know. You know who they? You know who they should have got changed. Who might be the best goalie in the province and probably the best name out of the uh, Lanigan Pirates, Mac Shields. Now he's he's signed with Winyard for provincials. He's been like piping hot lately. They had two games. Anybody that knows this league knows Lanigan is middle to bottom of the uh, league. Two overtime wins on the weekend. Seven six versus the first place Winyard Monarchs. And 5-4 versus the Leroy 10Ks. Wow. 110 shots faced in the two games. They won both games in overtime. Sounds like he should be the MVP. And sounds like Winyard has a real weapon 
for their provincial A run between the pipes. What a name. What a goalie name. Shields. Uh, Mac Shields. While we're uh, giving some love to the home of Chad McDonald and John Keane and Lanigan, Josh Bly scored both OT winners for the Pirates. Also had nine points in the two wins. Seven were goals. Three shorthanded. Shorties. Bedard style. I was going to ask you uh, if we're going to get off that topic of the the weapon there, Josh Bly. How was the uh, Richie Bros game of the week this uh, the past week there? I was going to go. I, I was planning to go. It was out in Davidson, AGT. Wadena Wildcats were in town. I had backup plans to go. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. I have been for quite a few years, and they had a win and get in game on Saturday night at the same time. So I'm like, I had a buddy that was going to come, and he's like, why don't we wait till playoffs provincials? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that works. But I do think Millsy was boots on ground, Josh Miller, yeah. for that game. And uh, yeah, Wadena goes into Davidson, 4-3 road win against our number four ranked Davidson Cyclones. Oof. Gavin Ingram scored the winner with just over two minutes left. So big win for Wadena, a bit of a statement. I know Tyson Hobbins, he's been out for over a month, I think. Returned from injury, scored two goals for Wadena after a a pretty healthy stint on the IR. So big, big for them to have him back. Uh, more news from the Super League. Um, the Riviera, Travis May, and from Foam Lake, 11-point cushion on the point race there. Outstanding 37 points in 10 games. And this is a this is a hockey league. This is your dad's senior hockey league. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Uh, I don't know if... going to be donning the Canucks jersey for uh, Provincials. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Is Drake? I don't know. Drake two wins on the weekend too. We should we should mention that they scored twenty one goals in two games, in wins over Foam Lake and Watchers. So are they Drake, back? The time will tell. The pepperoni nunchucks. Meat Mafia had them working in the over the hey boys practice. That practice on the twenty sixth is mandatory. <laughs> Bagger, get the diesel out. Got a game, uh, game of the week. Ahead. Yeah. Tuesday, tonight, tonight. Oh. Big matchup if you're listening on Tuesday. Wadena, the donuts, roll into Drake, the sausages for a Tuesday night twirl in Drake. So that's going to be a big one. Drake, couple wins. Of course, Wadena went over Davidson. So check it out Tuesday night if you're in the area. Hey, Shink, do you think they do the trade? Remember when you were little and you played like a team from another country and they give you you guys would swap pins when you're playing hockey? I wonder if they do that, swap the donuts for a pack of sausage and away they go the great idea like i said right the uh who was it uh beardies playing canistino they when we get to that league the the bannock and uh chinese food swap yeah 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 good let's go over to the wheatland the sweetland i heard a rumor what's that mike reach might be retiring i heard his twigs were up for sale in marketplace (laughs) there is no way that's the rumor this is the time of the year that uh, he starts, uh, you know, like Rocky when he was fighting Drago, training, training getting up. ready. Running he's going to be in shape. Sauce. Yeah, <clears throat> he's going to prevent. Yeah, you know, had a couple extra twirl or a couple you know, extra twigs. Yeah, you know, he sold a couple there. Yeah, that was, uh, well, speaking of Craig, we uh, we thought that if they got any resemblance of goaltending, they'd be the team to beat in the uh, Wheatland. Well, they lost 11-7 to on Friday. In Tisdale Ooh. against the Ramblers. A couple beauty names here. Travis Yonke, I think is how you say it. Yep. 
Mari, Mori, Povich, Rother, Rother, both had seven points for Tisdale in that game against Craig. Mario Forche had a modest six points for uh, Tisdale as well. Those three guys are leading the Wheatland, actually. Mario, Mori, and Travis Yonke. Couple weapons in Tisdale. That's some beauty names. No easy name bars there at all. <laughs> Let's uh, let's keep moving to the Northern Working Man's League, the Twin Rivers Canistano, who we had as favorite in the East Division. They've lost three straight now after starting eight and zero. Wondering uh, ice fishing season. There. Ice I fishing thought, season. I heard a rumor that a lot of their big heavies were in Mexico. Ooh, yeah. And Sunwings having a tough time, maybe getting them home. So they've been playing short staffed in the Travis Mayan Riviera. That's right. Yeah, boys. They they got a but hey. They got a big game coming up this weekend on Friday. Willow Cree, 10 and 0. 10 0 and 0. Yeah, they've been excellent. That could be a game of the week uh, yeah. nominee for Richie Brothers as well. Between those two teams, two of the top teams, we'll see if Canistano can bounce back. Willow Cree, I said they were going A, potentially. I'm led to believe now they are going B. But we'll find out tomorrow. Live show, 6 o'clock, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe, like, and subscribe. Follow us. Check it out tomorrow. I love it. Uh, the Willow Cree, they're keeping things close to their leather vest. Chest. Chest vest. <laughs> Sask Prairie Hockey League. This is the, uh, not the working man's league, but I like to call it the WWE because shit tends to uh, go viral in that league. Haven't seen much viral this year, however. They've been pretty tame. It's more the big six making uh, headlines with brawls and stuff. Battleford still sits atop the league. Neilberg kind of took some pokes at them earlier in the year. I mentioned on the show, one of their guys said, we're just figuring out how to play in this league. He told me this legit. Wait till we figure it out. We're going to be a good team. Five wins in a row. They started, I think one and three. Now they're six and three, like five, five big dubs in a row. So they head to, uh, or they're home to Turtleford, who's another top team Wednesday night. So tomorrow, Potential game of the week there. And then Friday, Miota hosts Turtleford. So some measuring stick games coming up this uh, week in the Prairie and then a full slate on the weekend. Uh, keeping it rolling here, the former Super League, the Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League. And before we even get into our notes here that were supplied, uh, we got to mention this story from the 31st, the New Year's Eve or New Year's matinee. In Bethune, the Balcaris Bronx were so short. <laughs> this is this is a legit story. Honest to God truth. They were so short, they called Belter and I to play. We're ready. I Is had no Belter play. I could have ate I, I figured I could have eaten up at least six minutes, dumped it out, slashed a guy, and I would have had some good mom chirps from the bench. That's all I could have given. I told God about that. That's all I can give you. I made the mistake of telling uh, Mrs. S and the kids as a joke. I'm like, oh, God. And they're like, you got to go. You have to go. And I'm like, I can't even walk. I can't stand. I've skated three times and I have no hamstring. Oh, but they were really short. Josh and- Miller played. Mm-hmm. What's he? Millsy? 46 years old. Heard he played good. He's Heard a he played- good player. Keeps himself yeah. in somewhat shape. Likes an 0-16, but he he probably plays rack three times a week, maybe. Rollerblades a lot. Roller finds arcades. 
big Finds blade guy, and... winter blade guy. He keeps the legs moving. Like he wouldn't be completely. He's probably got fifty skates in this year, old Melzi. Wow. Good job, uh, Bethune. There though, they snuck out the win. Bethune uh, has their number. They've beat Belcaris twice in a row. You know, some teams just match up well against other teams. Yeah. I think that's one of those. And I mean, Belcaris was short for sure, but I think that's a good matchup for Bethune. Belcaris had their studs. They had, uh, you know, Bernie and Albie and other guys that are studs. So yeah, how many they, guys did they have? They like, how, sh- how short did were they, that play? they called you guys? They, 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 I think they had three junior C kids play and they had three rec players play. Good wow. on Gubba for making it happen. Yeah. Cancel. Well, yeah. it's New Year's Eve game. We've been hyping it up for two months. You can't cancel that. So, how many did they play with? 10? No, I think they had more than that. But Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> Boys were buzzing. As long as you got the right eight, right? Yeah. It was a pretty, pretty quiet weekend there this past weekend. One game that caught the radar uh, that we had kind of teed up and it, Proved to be a good one. The OV Bruins go into Grenfell and beat the Spitwagons 4-0 on the road. Grenfell's top of the league. We had him in our top 10 and and heard that the goalies were good. Two former Cougar goalies, Brandon Holtby and uh, what's his name there? Mitch Kilgore. Heard they both put on a hell of a show in the Bell League. OV got an early lead and just hung on till the third. 4-0 win in Grenfell. So that's a big win for the Bruins. Honorable mention that club. Love to see it. All right. Over to the Saskatchewan League. Lash Vegas had a weekend. Friday night, they unveiled their new locker room and went on to beat the number five Wainwright Rustlers 4-3. What do you know about that game? I know that their room is nicer than the Calgary Flames room. Not joking. Really? Not joking. Nicer than the the Calgary Flames room. I need video. Check out their social media. They did like a tour of it. It's Pretty deadly. Las Vegas. It's very impressive. They built like an addition onto the rink. That's what they did. Yeah. And I know a lot of the players were cutting up lumber and like they did a lot of the work themselves. Drywalled her up. It looks fantastic. There's like green lights and they each have their own stalls and stuff like that. So that could be the that could be the turning point of their season. Morale is at an all-time high. You beat Wainwright. So yeah, liking what I'm seeing from LV. Last note on the Sask Alta, we got to give a plug here. Player of the Week nominee, Lane Young, Paul's nephew. 10 goals, 2 assists, 12 points in two games for the P. Hill Hawks. So that's our uh, Sask Alta update. That's right. Yeah, Wainwright's still at the top of the league. 10 wins, 1 loss, and 1 draw. I think they've done some updating on their uh, standings because it didn't make sense previous twirl but yeah Las Vegas just behind them so two good clubs there in the Sask Elta Belts you want to you want to uh go into your division three hopefully you, you got something wanna, prepared I'm gonna buzz some div three off <clears throat> yeah I can do that fellas a not a cue Glentworth last Friday Glentworth actually beat Avonlea 5-4 in a shootout uh the Cornac Merchants took uh, Gravelberg down 10-2 and the undefeated Team Moosja took down Hodgeville 6-1 Friday night. Move over back to Saturday. Assiniboy again took down Gravelberg 5-3. And Cornac beat the Woolworth Department Store 9-0. And a little bit of, little bit of other news out of Hodgeville. Got told that Tanner Nagel, their big pickup, used to play for the Broncos there, was a WHL champ, headed back down south, uh, North Carolina somewhere, they said. Not sure where, but 
uh, we'll call it the uh, North Carolina Penal League. Apparently, he's signed down there. Don't know what he's making, but probably could have made more sticks and gas in Assiniboia. Remember when Cabri signed Emerson Edom right before the COVID year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John Kindop scoop. Yeah. Emerson Edom to Cabri. That was hard to believe. <laughs> hey, let's move over to the uh, Sask West Hockey League. Told the guy I'd give him a cheap, uh, cheap plug here. I hope you guys are okay with that. He's a goalie in the Sask West. We've mentioned him on the show. He's goalie with bigger Nats. Backup goalie had played his first game there against Kindersley a few weeks ago. Told him we would give the Sask West update for KD Egg Services, serving the Landis, Tramping Lake, Handel, and surrounding areas as your go-to pioneer seed, canola, corn, and soybeans representative. So anybody who's doing that kind of work in the Handel, Landis, Tramping Lake, Calfield, uh, Reford areas deserves a little plug on the show. So Absolutely. If you need some canola seed, I guess, from him. But anyway, that's uh, Sask West Hockey League. Friday night, Edam took on Unity, 8-1 to one the final for the three stars. Mitch Wall, six points. Cody Damberg, five points. It was uh, it was a drubbing as well in Kindersley. They hosted Carobert, 9-1. Kindersley stays undefeated. Johnny Calkins, great name, five points. Shane Nigam, four points. Calkins, second in the league in scoring. Saturday night, Kindersley stayed undefeated, 11-0 now. Beat Hafford, 10-7. In a wild and woolly affair, the teams were tied at five going into the third. Kindersley got five straight in the third before uh, Hafford added a couple to make it somewhat close in the end. There was a big brothers, brothers Durzinski. Good players, yeah. Former NHLer and a former Saskatoon Blade, Darian and David. Uh, Wilkie played Edam again. I watched those two teams right before Christmas. They went back into Edam. Here last weekend, the Outlaws win 5-3 to three in an entertaining tilt. Got to give a shout-out to former guest, one of the first guys who ever came on the show, former captain of the Outlaws, who actually retired last season, came back this year. Mike Sittler fired the winner on the power play with 25 seconds to go. The game was tied, scores with 25 ticks left. Wilkie adds an empty netter with one second on the clock, so that came a lot closer than the 5-3 score. Jared Dave's boy Hurley, first star of the game, turning away 42 of 45. He was also the Sask West player of the week. So kudos to him. Lots going on in the Sask West. Another exciting game we heard from uh, took place in Unity. Carrober Tigers scratching their way to a 5 4 overtime win. Rylan Freed had one and one, scored the OT winner at the 230 mark. James Semelet. Yep. Sorry, James. If I, I like it. Name, but sparked uh, the Tigers. Uh, uh, Dylan Bowden got the win, stopping 33 of 37 shots. Ryan Rewerts was outstanding in the unity net, facing 46 shots, stopping 41. And Braden Schultz had a good night, 2-1 and one for the Miners. Couple big games here for Richie Brothers when it comes time to buy, sell, whether it's equipment or land. Check them out. Richie Brothers game of the week, Wednesday night, Kindersley at Edam, eight thirty. Kindersley's obviously undefeated. Edam's in third in the league. Really look forward to that one. Is that a makeup game? Maybe from that Not game so. with the snowstorm. Probably, and stuff? yeah, probably, maybe because that's a on a Wednesday. That's a long jaunt. That is a fairly good jaunt. Yeah, that would be. I don't even know, but a few hours for sure. Thursday, 8.30, 
Macklin Mohawks, fourth place team, traveled to Wilkie for a Thursday nighter against the Outlaws. So two big games coming up midweek in the Sask West. Kudos again to league president Jose for providing us with such detailed, accurate information. We appreciate it. Hey, Shink, if we move over to Sass Valley, I heard the Eston Pretenders really lived up to their name last weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not uh, not great. 11 nothing. Yikes. They lost to the Blizz. Did, what did we hear from that game? Uh, well, heard, what did you hear, Buzz? Well, I heard you. I heard uh, Yakabowski. Did he say it? Yakubowski? He had a pl- player of the week nomination, 10 points in two games. He leads the league by nine points. He's actually got 52 points in 12 games, you guys. Huh. That's on pace for 70 if he plays all the games. I wonder what the Crazy. biggest number in these leagues, like I wonder if any of them have stats of like scoring records like from days gone by. That would be interesting <laughs> to see. Like I saw one the other day where it was like, Seems Rest so. like feel sorry for the goalies and Adam that played against Gretzky. Had like five hundred and thirty-eight goals, and Adam they were keeping track back in the day. So oh. yeah, they should do that in senior too. I wonder what the highest is. You're right, Buzz. I wonder. I want to give a big plug to the Delisle Bruins. Uh, they they lost ten eight to the Blizz, and you know two goal spread there. Not sure who played, what was going on there, but shout out to Delisle for keeping it close. Against that, that, one of the top-ranked teams in the province. If there was gambling odds, that would have been a minus three and a half going in. So Delisle would have covered for sure. Yeah, the Blizz, Blizz still undefeated. Dinsmore's right in there. I think they're third in the league. They won two games. Uh, took down Lucky Lake and Lorburn on the weekend. Kyle Elks avoid a scare in Rosetown. I was following this one along on Twitter. The Elks were down 5-2 halfway through the game. And you're thinking, are they going to lose to Rosetown? Is this going to happen? And then uh, kind of pulled ahead in the third. They win in the Banner Barn on the road, 7-6. to six. So, Keniston and Kyle continue to separate themselves. Keniston 12-0, Kyle 11-1. January 21st, circle that on your calendar. The Blizz heading to Kyle. I have a potential uh, upset with first place on the line that night. I think the only league that we haven't touched on is the Mighty White Mud. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna best on, yeah, rip on that right now. Uh, last weekend, Cambridge took down Shonovan on Friday, six to five. But this is the game I really like. Etonia got their first loss uh, to the second place Gully Greyhounds, two one in a shootout. Wow, what a game that would have been to see. Uh, and the Maple Creek Hawks, I don't know if they've been doing that great, but they actually brought beat Frontier, who I think is not doing good at all. Uh, this year, 4-3, and Leader took down uh, Cabri 10-6 on Saturday. I feel like we got, I, re, I you know what, I almost played at the Maple Creek Hawks one year. Uh, I was going to go from Abbey to the Hawks, ended up moving to Lloyd. But uh, Maple Creek, I love what they're doing there. We got some info on the pizza. They give out uh, pizzas, and we kind of bugged them for not going local pizzas, and they go DiGiorno or... I think they did end up going Lecio. local. I think they did end up going local. They tweeted us. Nice. And I think they were actually returning the favor from Etonia. Like, I think the other team had done it first. I think there's a lot of uh, sportsmanship going on amongst these teams. It's a way to do it. Get on the 016 beer deal and and return the favor to your traveling teams, right? Great Western Brewing, local, 
they support the Monday Nooner without them and uh, a lot of the sponsors, we wouldn't be doing this. So still time to DM us, get in on the Great Western beer deal. Doesn't matter where you are, if it's a rec team, whatever you want to be, you know, you're drinking beer, get get a kickback, right? Great yep. Western, our friends there, drank a lot of those over the holidays, I'll tell you that. Yes, sir. Made some bread with one of those couple nights. I seen, saw that on Twitter. Yeah. That your, absolutely your was blew open. my mind. You guys, I made three loaves of 016 bread. It's actually good. Really? Like I'm not just bullshitting you. So for people who don't follow social media, you take one beer, two cups of flour. So one Oh 16, two cups of flour. You mix it up. You don't have to let it rise or nothing. The beer's got whatever, whatever, the right? The yeast. So you do that. Was it 50 minutes in the oven at 375? It makes bread. I've got another plan to make another loaf. I was talking to Hubsy there. I'm going to take him a loaf. Cheese and jalapenos. I'm going to make a little uh, flavored bread. Ooh, that would be good. Cheese, jalapenos, and some flour. So So how is it it just straight up white flour and a can of beer? Like, Could you put like a nice... Out of the oven, like a nice stick of butter in there and some homemade jam. I did. Uh, yeah. And I even put some butter over top before I put it in the Ooh, oven. But nice. I'm thinking about like different beers, like, you know, the prairie beer or whatever, just different, like maybe a Pilsner or a classic. Classic. Yeah. yeah. It would taste hey, a little different, right? Have you ever been to the Saskatoon exhibition? Spud nut guy. Yeah. They have uh, the Dukabor bread hut. Maybe you should get a little hut this uh, August. Oh, 16 hut. <laughs> Dude, Jab- Jabba the Hutt. 16 bread. Is actually like, I was actually quite impressed. So more than one way to drink my uh, carbs or eat my carbs. Really really doing well on the 2023 low carb approach. But uh... <laughs> Before we get to the interview with Hoons, who's just back from the World Juniors, we got to get to our general wealth servicing top 10. All right. I'm going to start with the honorable mentions in the general well servicing top 10 boys. And I'm going to give it to you here. Oxbow from the big sexies in and an honorable mention lash Vegas jumps in to their honorable mention from the Sask Alta league. Grenfell dropping, but they're still in the honorable mention Grenfell down there. And our last honorable mention is Wilkie. The outlaw is coming on strong. Sneaky pick to take down Kindersley. Let's get into the top 10 here this week for General Well Servicing. This is the General Well Servicing Monday Nooner Senior Hockey Top 10. Number 10, fellas. These guys finally cracked the top 10. We uh, haven't put them in here for a long time, if ever. I don't even know, but they made her this round this week. The Kyle Elks. Nine. Number nine from the Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League. Big win for Cobb against Grenfell on the weekend. They were in at the start of the year, and they're back. The Odessa Vibank Bruins, well-rounded club. Number eight. My boys from up north playing out of the Beardies Okamasis Reserve, the Willow Cree Chiefs. Number seven. The Winheard Wagons. Number six. Number six from the Saskatchewan East Hockey League. Big win on the live stream against the Theodore Buffaloes, the Detroit Rock City Tigers, Audgies boys. Number five. In the five spot, they drop a bit, but they're still in there. We st- I still believe, still got my stock. The da- They got a wake-up call anyway, the Davidson Cyclones, number five. Number four. 
Number four, a little bit of a jump for these fellas this week, the Redburst Rockets. Number three. From the Long Lake Hockey League, I believed in them before anybody else did. When I first threw it out there, they were going to be good. They're coming off an 0-16 season. The Wadena Wagons. Big win in Davidson. Number two. Still can't get to number one, but they're there. Solid team playing out of Keniston, Saskatchewan. Double is. The number one senior hockey team in the province. And your number one team in the province this week. No change there. The Kindersley kicking ass Clippers. If Edam can take it, can take uh, take them down on Wednesday. Ooh. That might be what what needs to be done for them to be uh, dethroned as the number one team. Really interested to see their A provincial A matchup. I know they have loaded up on the front and the back, and we'll find out tomorrow, six o'clock. Like and subscribe. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Senior Hockey Provincial Release Show with uh, Hockey Saskatchewan. So can't wait for that, fellas. All right. Player of the Week. There's been, we've kind of mentioned the nominees for uh, Last Mountain Distillery. Time to give away the Senior Hockey Tarp. Thanks to Last Mountain for sponsoring that. I don't know, guys. We had a... I know who I like. Who do you like? Mac the Knife. Shields. I was, I, goalie. Was, I was either going to say Mac or uh, or his boy Josh, so I I, I don't mind Mac. Winyard provincial goalie, Lanigan league goalie, Mac Shields. We've noticed him all year, keeping Lanigan in games. Player of the week for Last Mountain Distillery, Lumsden, Saskatchewan. Message us, and uh, we'll get you hooked up with a tarp. Yes, that's right. All right, some fun to end the show here, like we talked about. He was the equipment guy for. Team Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championships is they won gold. Works for the Regina Pats. Great guy. He's a big Monday Nooner supporter. You're going to get that in the interview. Here it is. Hunzi Gord Cochran from Williams Lake, British Columbia. All right. Special guest here. We figured that uh, with Canada winning gold at the uh, IIHF World Junior Under 20 Championships, we'd get a gold medal winner and figured we'd stick close to home and get somebody from the Regina Pats figured that was the obvious angle. And who better to join us than equipment manager from team Canada, Gord Cochran Hoons. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me boys. Big fan. And you know, every time we're on the bus, I always save the Nooner episodes listening. So I love listening to you guys and thanks for having me on headphones in or do you, do you, do you get a speaker and force it down everyone's throat? <laughs> no, I got the old, uh, Bose noise canceling headphones on the bus, so I don't have to listen <laughs> to anybody else. But yeah, always, always save them. So every time we get a big roadie, I won't listen for like a month, and then I go on and just crush like five episodes. Love it. How <laughs> long have you? How long have you been working in junior hockey? Uh it's my fifteenth year. Like you've logged a lot of highway miles. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> lot of, lot of, lot of miles on the bus. Been on a couple different continents. Where did it where did it all start? Uh so it started back home in uh Williams Lake, BC, where I'm from. Uh I got a job at the Sorcerer Sports back home when I was sixteen and I was still playing you know, I was playing Bantam Bantam Triple A at the time and then I got that job in the summer and that was kinda of the end of my hockey career. Not that I was any good, but <laughs> so yeah, I started working at Source and just picked up Sharpman right away. Loved it obviously and just learned how to do everything else and got a job with the junior A team in town a few years later. And then 
just kind of let it roll from there. And then I went to Vernon for uh, five years and then been in Regina ever since. So it's been quite the ride. You know, we think about Williams Lake, BC, you know, there's 10,000 people there. And what are the odds here? I was in Halifax Thursday, Thursday night, lifting up the World Championship trophy. So it's pretty crazy to think about, but I love it. Worked, it worked out all right. Nice little golf course there in Williams Lake, to be honest. Really good. Really, really, good, really yeah. nice that you get that you get the uh the smell from the plant. What the is mill. the the mill, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The mill. Yeah. Total, yeah, yeah. 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 So this this might be a dumb question, but uh I don't know the answer, so I'm sure some of our listeners don't know the answer. Like, how would you describe your job? Like what do you what do you all do? Like what's the equipment manager's manager's job for a junior hockey team? So it, I guess it basically kind of breaks down in the in the zones, I guess. So like, or just the easiest way to explain. So like everything we do is done months, year up to year in advance. So like our, like all our jerseys, all our hard goods, all our like uniform stuff, like that stuff's all ordered like mid to end of October for like for next season. So that's when it kind of starts. And then, you know, in the summer, it's the same thing. You're doing all your orders, making sure you have everything for the guys to get going. And then once the players show up, you're taking care of the players when you get training camp and exhibition. So you got, you got more guys than you normally would have. So you're doing, you know, you're, you're making sure everything's set up, ready to go. You know, you're sharpening skates, you're fixing gear, you're, you're doing laundry, you're, you're coordinating your travel with the other teams. When there's trades and stuff going, making sure basically filling in the moving pieces. Okay. We're just traded for, that Harmacy kid from Winnipeg here. Well, okay, well, what what is what's he using for sticks? What skates? What are they sending them with? What do we need to get him? You know, we got to get his name bars. We got to make sure we got all this stuff. So there's like every time there's a trade, there's a lot more moving pieces, and the kid just showing up to the rink. Hmm. And yeah, just during the season, it's just making sure you don't run out of tape or laces or sticks for anybody. You know, it's it's just basically keeping your inventories up. It's no different than running a store. Like I worked in a store for six years, so it's very similar to ex- that extent, but I guess the biggest thing is your customers are always the same, right? You get the same 25, 30 guys. So it's, it's a little bit easier. You don't have dad and daddy <laughs> knows nothing about hockey coming and bitching about skates. So, but so 15 years you've been, uh, you've been grinding junior hockey. You've seen sticks evolve and, yeah. and stick budgets, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Like what would it, what would you know 15 years ago what were you what was the big thing where like synergies were just kind of coming out and all like those one pieces and then now like what like what would a budget difference be too do you think well it dep- again you got to remember like the team in williams lake was very um uh again it was 2006 so it was very on the lower end of things compared to vernon so i don't know if you guys remember these or not remember those mission l2s that came out there red it's like a shaft to blade combo. So each guy got two of those for the year. So you had what two shafts and four blades for the year. And after that, you're on your own. And then when I and obviously we, you know, Vernon and, and and Regina and everywhere else in Western League, it's you know, we pay for everybody's sticks. It's so it just it just kind of depends on what you're using and stuff. But like when I first started, like that was at the store, that was that was like two thousand and one. And that was like synergies were the just coming the the gold one just came out. So that was kind of the big thing then. So like working there, that was great. Cause I got to try all these sticks, right? I, you buy one and then it breaks and you go make a faker seat in the back and you send it back and then you get another <laughs> one. And then you, 
traded in for CCM or those uh, TPS response. Those are great too. So, but yeah, they, it's definitely changed. Like the, like again, going, I, I'm not quite old enough to where we would have used wood. You have to talk to Greg Mayer about that, but <laughs> he's been around a little bit longer than me, but so it hasn't, it's changed, but it hasn't changed that much as far as junior hockey said, the retail side's changed way more for sure. Right on. Hey, so you get the call to be a part of team Canada and I know you were there like for over a month and this was in the works for a while. Tell us how that came to be. Like, I assume they don't just put names in a hat for every guy in the WHL and pull one out. Like I, how did, how does that come to be? How do you get that call? Yeah. So my first hockey Canada event was in 2015. I did the uh, under 17 summer camp and you go there and it's a grind, but it's eight days. You're up at six. You're back back to the you're staying at uh, UFC you're back at 1 a.m you're putting on 35 40,000 steps every day and it's for eight days in a row you just it's just an absolute grind it's fun because there's there's 120 kids there there's tons of staff it's it's a great time it's a great learning experience but like it's 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 a it's a long week so that one that that kind of weeds out you know weeds out the people that aren't committed and people that are you know can't hack it per se um so yeah, so I did that my first year, and then the next year I got to do the tournament. So you get to do the tournament, but you still have to go back to the summer camp. So I go back and grind her out at the summer camp again, which was great. Um, and I got to do the tournament. It was in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, I, was pretty, I was on Team Red. We didn't. We finished first after the round robin. I don't know if you guys remember Riley Stotts playing Swift Current in Calgary. He was leading a tournament scoring, and he got stepped on in the room by skate and cut his foot really bad. So... That was kind of the end of our tournament. There we lost in the quarters to Canada White, and then we finished. I think we lost the stage in the six. But so I did that, and then I did the next summer. I got to do the uh, the Holinka tournament, which was in uh, Bratislava, Czech Republic, and that was uh, that was unbelievable experience. Like I'd never been to Europe before, and from Liam's sake, like <laughs> I wasn't really in the cards. So yeah, I got to we got to go to Europe and landed in Frankfurt, and the airport there was just crazy, and drove down, or then we went to Vienna and then drove in and. I'll never forget this. So we're driving down uh, the highway. I'm in the equipment trunk with with a guy with a driver. I barely speak to like English, and it's 40 degrees out. I've been wearing the same golf shirt, the same golf <laughs> pants for 27 hours, and it's the AC doesn't work, and I'm sweating. He's sweating. The guy's like, "You thirsty?" I was like, "Oh, great! This guy's got a bottle of water." Opens up the lid on the tr- in the in the console. It's a fridge. The guy pulls out a sixer. I'm like, oh, this is the first time I've ever turned down a beer in 40 degree weather. But so everybody like run away to the ring. <laughs> so pretty funny. But yeah, they ended up there for 10 days, and we won that tournament. That was pretty good. We had a really good back end. Jet Wu, uh, Noah Dobson. I think almost all of the D in that on the back end went in the first round. Really, Joe Valeno was on that team. So that one, and I got to go back in 2019, and that was a really good. That was a Maybe up until last week, that was probably the best team I'd been on at the time. It was we were loaded for Bear, and we we end up losing to Russia in the in the gold medal game. That Askarov Russian goalie had like forty saves or something. But and and I did the the uh, the summer showcase last year or two summers ago. I guess it would have been when COVID was still going on in Calgary. So they did like a U eighteen U twenty mix and got the call this this summer. I was actually. Uh, driving to, to uh, the golf course in Vernon, actually, with my brother and a couple of our buddies. So that was uh, finally worked out. You know, it's been, you know, obviously you guys know like, Carey Price is one of my good buddies, and he got to play in the tournament in 07. So I was, I was the same year I started. So I was kind of been like, hey, if I could, you know, just keep at this maybe one day, 
think it had never happened, but maybe, you know, maybe one day be possibility. And here I am 16 years later, gold medal and pretty special. Okay. Let's go back to the tournament and you can't pick, can't pick the obvious moment when the, the goal happened and you, you won the gold medal, but what, what's a moment that kind of maybe stands out from that experience over those few weeks that you're looking back on one thing that people might not think, you know, is a highlight. There's so many good memories. Obviously there's obviously having Betsy there and just the turn we had and get to witness it in person was pretty special. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but I mean, I think just, just seeing how the group came together, you know, we lose that first game against Czech and, not that people were panicking, but you know, there's some questions like I guess like after there always is after a loss, right? So it that would kind of we just kind of got better. But Willie had such a such a uh, finger on the pulse of that team, and he knew, you know, exactly what to do, when to do with those guys. He was so dialed in with them, so it was you never really worried because he was so like the confidence in him was so high, and he just had such a great pulse on the team and. Really great leadership with Shane Wright. Obviously, that's that's probably you know one thing that that maybe stood out the most. Again, not never meeting him before, and just the, some of the the bad rap that he got from the media with all the stuff that happened last year with the draft. And you meet him, and he's one of the best human beings you ever meet. He's an unbelievable kid, and just because I didn't know what to expect and you get to meet him and like the first day you're news, like he's going to be the captain, man. Like he's just, he's that personality. He's, he's a leader. He's a great teammate. He's obviously super good player. So that was, that was probably something that kind of stood out for me was just, just writer and just again, going and not knowing. What, uh, the one thing that they talked about in the broadcast was, uh, the ice issues. Like they, they have them, the moose head ice and then they put another layer on top for this or something. I don't know if the announcers are wrong on that, but like, was the ice a little bit sketch, especially with all those games throughout the day. And as the tournament went on. Well, I, I get, I, yeah, you're right. I heard that again, I didn't go out and measure it myself, but I heard it was really thick. Like I heard they're pushing like two inches. So, you know, I think normal ice NHL is inch and a quarter between inch and an eighth to like an inch and three eighths somewhere in there. So, yeah, when the ice when uh, when the ice gets thicker, it's harder to keep it cold. And then, yeah, by the end of the end of the periods, it would it would it would get pretty bad, especially like the last like the last like the semis and the finals because there were three games those days. Right, because they had the relegation game in the morning, and then they had the two semis after it. So, like by the time it got around our game, yeah, at the end of the periods, it was it was pretty rough. But like I said the guy guys guys, you know, try and get. Little complacent about it, not complacent. They try to be a little negative about it. It's like, boys, it's the same for both teams. Just make hard plays, like just like the refs. You can't control it, so you got to go out and just don't try and toe drag anybody or make a sauce (laughs) pass. Just dump it in, right? So, oh, can make a toe drag move? Why wouldn't a guy (laughs) open up the hips and a in overtime? Um, What uh, that that U.S. game? Like, I feel kind of you know you you dropped the first one. There was an intensity in that u.s game and then they go up on you guys and you probably want to give us the the token you know it was it was all good but things must have been a little bit tight on the bench there for a bit early in that game yeah i mean obviously anytime you go down to nothing that quick against a team that good it's you know it's you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on because i mean they get one more than you then it really gets tough but millich stepped up and made some big saves and again it was 
it, it, yeah, it got a little got a little tight on the bench for sure. But like, we weren't playing good. We weren't getting pucks in. Guys weren't moving their feet. We weren't making good good decisions with the puck. So it's like it's two nothing, and we, I don't even know if we had a shot. Like it was our scoring chance. So we knew we had better, and then Betsy to get that one late to get it to two one, and then. The uh, the double IHF goal interference rules, you know, are, are are a little bit different than they are in the Western League or the NHL. Yeah. That's and it's work work in our favor, obviously. Yeah. But how close were you when you guys are down to nothing there to saying, "Listen, boys, I've been here before in the Monday Nooner skate." <laughs> you know, team, team white down to nothing early, but you just battle back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was not close, but <laughs> we're, we're, I usually get on late at the Monday noon and we'd be down by about four or five by the time I get out there. <laughs> you do a couple laps and shut her down early. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get back to practice. Yeah. <laughs> How, what was, uh, what was your longest day while you were there throughout the, the couple of weeks? There was a couple, there's a lot of like, I mean, every day is long, like seven thirty game. Right. And all was in there. So we're not getting out of the rink till well after one, one thirty. I oh. guess just with the way everything works. Right. But, um, there's a couple days where, like at camp and stuff, and like it, like that's the thing. Like we we had to move four times, so like we started in Moncton, so we're on the other side. We were in the Wildcats room. The Wildcats room is NHL good. It is unbelievable, man. It is the nicest dressing room in CHL, and it's unbelievable. Wow. But they were still there, so we we're on the other side. So we were there for four or five days, and then we went to uh, St. Andrews which is right on St. Andrews, St. Stephen. It's right on the uh, main border. So we went to this community rink for, we were there for five days, practices. There'd be a thousand people there. Well, just watch practice after the team is picked. So we had to move there and then move back to Moncton in the Wildcats room. And then we moved to Halifax and Halifax, we had like two cube trucks full of stuff. So we had to go one truck had to go down a day early. So there's a, there's a lot of long days, but again, at the end of the day, you come home with a gold medal and a, and a memory is going to last you a lifetime makes it all worth it. Like that's why we do this. So it was, uh, it was a really good experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything. You're probably not allowed to, uh, you're probably not, not allowed to sprinkle on those games. Are you You're a member? <laughs> oh no, not a chance. No. Going to use some inside info. I took an absolute <laughs> beating. Yeah. Some, some... Are you going to be on the, uh, the ring selection committee? Are you going to get a chance to help design that thing or what? Uh no, that's that'll be that'll be the Al Miller Scott Salmon probably. <laughs> hey, what? Yeah, uh, I'm just happy to get one. Yeah, no doubt. So what? Yeah. D- does it put the Pats in a bit of a bind when you go for that long of a time? And 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 who do who do we give a shout out for? Like who filled uh who filled up? Corey filled in. Corey or my assistant. He's been with us since my set my second year. So he's been with us. We league finals, Mem Cup. He's been with us forever. He's Un, unreal guy he left blood bit for last year went to pg and so he's 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 really good at what he does too and obviously greg greg's there too he's been around forever so pretty good staff and yeah Corey, big big time shout out for him he was f- filled in for the boys who actually flew him out to bc flew him to Kelowna. oh williams lake should have flown, flown him to williams lake <laughs> well they, they, they we did we played Kelowna camloops and then I flew back for a couple of days to be with the family before I head out because we were getting back like Monday morning and I was flying to Moncton on Tuesday. So John Paddock was like, yeah, why don't you come home a couple of days early? So, which is uh, something I'll never, 
I'd never be able to thank him enough for because it, it was would have been just with our schedule, right? Like we're been on the road since like I haven't had a home game at the brand since November 10th. Like it's <laughs> crazy to be two months without a home game. So we tell Corey, I got a new blade master. I can put any hollow on you need. I keep her nice and level. If he ever needs a hand, I'm in. Give him a hand. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh one thing about Connor Bedard that people don't know about him as a kid, a player? Like we talk like equipment wise or just personality wise or anything, anything. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like he's, he's pretty out of the box as far as his equipment stuff. Like he just uses a P92 curve. He's 70 flex, like half inch or like nothing too super crazy. I think they don't like he uses like a lizard skin grip. Have you guys seen like those baseball? He uses those. My kids have them. Yeah. 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 He's so he's got how many know, times, man, how many times in a year do you get asked for a Connor Bedard stick? Three times a day. <laughs> it's how many everybody. times have you been asked today i wouldn't mind a little swap <laughs> uh, did you guys travel together coons on the way home yeah we came back together um i we were out there a couple of a day before them so flew into pearson and then we had something neat with the seattle guys and then we went up to the uh air canada lounge and we get up there and the guys is hot canada yeah just go up there and just get a day pass for you and him and I was like, all right, I'll I've been up there once in my life. So we get up there and, oh, you got to have first class tickets to get in here. I'm like, all right, Betsy, well, it looks like we're going back downstairs. And the guy behind us from Newfoundland, they rolled the elevator up with us. Obviously, knew who he was. So, like, oh, hey, I'll get you guys in. So the guy scanned us in on this thing. We sat there for three hours. So it was big shout out to that guy, whoever he was. <laughs> right. Should have given, given him a Bedard stick. Well, <laughs> he, he, they, he guy. they got a picture with him. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, he had lots of sticks come home with man. Like he had five sticks that were all, all his records, right? Like most assists, most goals, most points in a game, and then the record. Like so, he came home with just a bundle of stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's it was sick. pretty cool to be a part of. Very, uh, very, very cool to be there with him, and obviously, you know, with him being with us forever, or for a couple, three or three years. So. Pretty cool. My first one I got to do with him, and obviously we finished how we we're supposed to. So, yeah, it's pretty unreal. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It was uh, yeah, good having you on. Thanks for tuning in on those bus trips, and uh, yeah, always. Did, oh, you betcha, boys. Big we'll congrats, have, man. We'll, we'll have to have you again, right? Maybe live show down in Hoons's little office there. <laughs> Have the laundry, laundry machine going and the skate chair Boz will be trying to find Bedard sticks in the back. You've probably yeah. got a sea can full of stuff like Jeff Odgers somewhere. Just all this. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. I got a, I got a couple of things from Pricer, and that's about it. I don't have, I don't, don't have a ton of that stuff. I got, I got, a, got a couple of things. They got us jerseys and stuff. Uh, like for Cod Canada, got us all jerseys for christmas so i'm gonna get that framed up and stuff but hey what i've always wondered this as a as a as a geek back in the day as a kid what happens to all the gear there's a ton of stuff that goes into the like the, the hall of fame i think and goes into auctions oh, all like auctions. that pants helmets and gloves go back to hockey canada they'll get cleaned and then they go they get reused and they like they'll get filtered into the like under 17 stuff because there's 110 kids who go to under 17 right so they'll just kind of disperse it where they need it because I mean, World Juniors is the longest one. The stuff's only used for a month, so most of it's still like minty still, right? Be just barely broken in, so. 
jerseys. Guys got to keep keep a set. Set goes to the CHL. Set goes to the Hall of Fame. I think I'm not really sure where all that stuff. That was a little bit above my pay grade, but yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you get hopefully you get the call back next year, right? Go overseas again. Yeah, it's in Gothenburg, Sweden next year. Yeah, be be all right. Be deadly. Will the wife will uh, the wife be happy about that, or she be like, I, I want to go? Yeah, they want to. Yeah, we already they already kind of it's been mentioned. <laughs> uh, she, she got to come out to Halifax, and it was great, you know, to get to experience that with her. Because again, every other time I've done it, it's you're, you're over there by yourself, and it's you know don't get to have to have somebody to share it with was pretty special. And it was you know Halifax is a great city. We had went to some great restaurants, ate some great food, and had a good time. And can't say enough good things about that city. But it was, yeah, it was really good to have her out there. Good right answer. On. Good okay. answer. Right on. Thanks, Hooner. Okay, boys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks, Hooner. Thanks to Hooner for jumping on the podcast. Yeah. We'll be back later this week with a uh, potentially early next week with another full twirl. But a reminder again, Senior Hockey Provincial Draw, 6 o'clock tomorrow. All the social media, YouTube, make sure you watch us. You tune in and find out who your town is playing in Provincials. All right on. Later. Good week.